0: RadioInfluence.com
1: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with
2: Frankie Val on the drums and... Beans!
1: (laughs) Every time I do that now, I laugh because people, like, have said it's one of the things that they hate but they like anyway because I say it's so weird but now every time I the beans
2: beans oh, okay
1: yeah and I'm like how did we get here Frank to this intro it just happened
2: yeah yeah I it, it, it well I mean when it happened we'll be able to know the exact day because it wasn't planned beforehand so no
3: uh,
1: <laughs> you
2: just have to go find start it start from the start from the beginning and, and probably within the, within the first couple of weeks
1: Listen to all 600
2: shows. (laughs) Yeah, until we find the start.
1: (laughs) Anyway, so, okay, we'll get started. I have a bunch of stuff to talk about today um, with you. And some of it's culture and some of it is banking and capitalism. Frank, has capitalism failed? We're going to get into that. That's something else. But let's start here. Huh. I just I stumbled across this yesterday Juanita Broderick shared it it's it's whatever his name is the one who uh went to the White House the activist the trans activist who every day says oh day 275 of me being a girl I just picked some flowers and put some makeup on and I'm I've got my period no you don't no you don't okay was on the Drew Barrymore show. And Mm -hmm. I really used to love Drew. I love her movies.
2: She's a sick puppy.
1: And me and my husband are very sad right now. We're very sad because 50 first dates will never be the same. And that's one of our favorite movies to watch together.
2: Everybody has a moment. Everybody, especially now if you're an actor or an actress, Everybody has that moment where you need to either stay on the uh, on the sanity train, or you just ruin your entire career, uh, and, and you make it impossible to watch. I mean, I, I was even watching, I was I was watching more of Godfather Two last night. It's just so brilliant, and still, every time that Robert De Niro walks into frame, I just have to keep reminding myself this is a different person. Yeah. Nineteen, 19 seventy four, Robert. This is not. This is not the Robert De Niro you know. This is a different. This is a different person.
1: It's another one too. You know.
2: You have to just. You have to separate, but she's a sick puppy.
1: Um, let's listen to a minute of this because it is so. It's three minutes long. This clip. Maybe we'll listen to the whole thing. I don't know.
2: It's not worth it, but. Yes. I, I go want ahead. people
1: to see the disgusting worship the worship the the it's just so it's so sad here let me ask you about the negativity how have you dealt with it and and
4: what's an approach you take what's your self-talk what do you filter yes how do you i still read the comments but there is so much hatred directed at the trans community right now. It's everywhere. Stop. No.
1: Mm-mm. It's not directed at the quote trans community. It's directed at people like you who have made a mockery out of womanhood and come for our children. <laughs> Like you didn't stop at just being trans to be happy with yourself because that's how you want to be as an adult. You took it to let me shake around my penis in front of my chill, in front of your children's faces for money. That's where you went to.
2: Oh, that's where a, a big part of it is right now. But there's a lot of gaslighting. It's not it's not happening. And, and it's also gaslighting to say that there is a trans community. There is no community Just like there's no community of women who have had abortions. It's individuals who are going through things and they're trying to create some kind of a uh, an illusion of a security blanket that everybody is together on this when it's not. And it's being directed. It's being directed by very, very kooky people and enabled by an even bigger army of kooky women like Drew Barrymore, who cannot hide her 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 bubbling maternal instinct to come in and try to coddle a child that is in distress because this is not girl talk even though they're trying to make it look like they're two girls at a sleepover on the floor together yeah and a this minute. is not girl talk this it, at the very least it looks like Drew Barry but more is the camp counselor trying to help out the kid she, that's that's completely homesick
1: she's worshiping it's, this person
2: it's she yeah. worships
1: this person literally. It's, I know that I say literally a lot, but she does. She gets on her knees and she worships the person. (laughs) Let's hear
4: And I think the greatest weapon that I can contribute is trans joy and comedy and talking about hard subjects and really intricate moments of a transition and try to let everybody in to see that, you know, I'm not a monster. I'm not. You, you kind of are actually.
2: Sorry. It's. It's a it's a chimeric it's a chimeric uh, it's a circus sideshow and and again as I said last night when I was watching this it was it's not a matter of wanting you know getting up in the morning and seeing who in the world that has problems I can make fun of today it does not do anything any good for you in fact I think the, the true test of, of of what what a, a person's character one of the true tests of a person's character is uh, not only how they treat their mother and how they act when they're in traffic but how they treat people who can have very little that can give them very little you know how do you treat people who can who offer you can offer you very little in life and don't contribute anything do you, do you discard them or you give everybody equal chance at something i don't care about.
1: i for the most part ignore this crap but they're coming for our kids and so I right. s- decided that that's not something I'm interested in doing anymore because we can't.
2: You can't be, it can't be. It, it, they, they have forced us to be impolite at this point because the, to, to put this on television and to have this religious, I don't know, this very odd shit. you know, the other thing that she just said or he just said, um, I, I forgot it wasn't, uh, it wasn't Drew Barrymore that said it about the comedy. It was the Mulvaney guy that said about the comedy. This is another thing that just popped up for me last night as I'm watching this for the first time. You can't create comedy from the standpoint of, of from, from the perspective that Mulvaney is generating. You ever see Ricky Berwick? No. Ricky Berwick is a comedian on Twitter and elsewhere. He's very severely physically disabled man. You ever see it? No. Really? He scoots around sometimes on a, uh, on a skateboard or... Uh, anyway, he's a disabled man who is a comedian and he has created uncomfortably funny physical comedy out of his disability and it, and it's and it's through that it's through that embracing of the problems that he has that he's been able to create comedy. If Mulvaney is going out and being a a, a, a jo- an actor, a, a joy, uh, to people or bringing comedy to people, then you you can do that by growing a goatee, wearing a dress, creating that disparity between two conflicting messages. And you can create comedy that way. You can't create, you can only create tension when you realize that this person, this person, whatever they're putting out there, they unironically believe that they are something that they're not. It creates tragedy. It's not comedy. Anybody who laughs at a joke, a knock knock joke that this Mulvaney person puts out there, is doing it at the tip of a social credit score gun, and it's it's just so it's disturbing. You don't it's see so disturbing.
1: Blair White walking around doing stuff like this.
2: No, no,
4: ever here. Uh, somebody that you know um, is trying to to do anything but be myself and be happy. Love ya. Thank you
1: everybody for that support. How do you stay on your own path? Where do you draw boundaries? Where do you find the strength to
4: Don't go on television keep
1: being
2: the joy? Well, I think I'm done. If that's, if, if that, if that I is any, if that is uh, any inspiration for you ladies to not do your vocal fry anymore, uh, to to practice speaking in a mirror and make sure that you rid yourself of the up-talk and the vocal fry, then if that's not your inspiration to finally do away with it, then please, let's I don't just, know what you-
4: Let's just watch as as she- yeah. And I can't imagine anybody disliking you. Oh, please. Do you know, do you wanna know, ironically, who uh, dislikes me the most sometimes?
1: Who? Myself.
4: Me. Oh, me too. Oh. Me and but
1: what is going on here really for the listeners on podcast they're both now on their knees in the middle of the set hugging each other get just get
2: just. yeah like it's a sleepover from Greece
1: I mean come on <laughs> oh lord enough enough
2: so I can't Gosh. By the way, uh, I just got a text message from Lauren. Uh-oh. Uh oh. For when we opened up the show, I don't know if they're still still watching now, but um, she's uh, she said Aurora just very enthusiastically randomly said beans.
1: <laughs> I love her. So I love Aurora. And hi, Lauren. Hi, Aurora. If you're watching, hi. Well,
2: we might have turned off at this point.
1: That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. Okay. Next. Here's something interesting on the same genre. Um, there was a an inc- an incident at Stanford Law School with a judge, a judge judge uh, Stuart Kyle Duncan, who's a federal judge on the New York um on I'm sorry on the New Orleans Fifth Circuit of Appeals. He went in to talk to Stanford students.
4: And this is what they did to him. To yeah.
1: And they basically just shout again. He's trying to speak to them. They're being basically Marxist, screaming at the guy, not letting him get through anything he's trying to say. he They canceled it.
2: What, what is he trying to talk about?
1: They were trying to talk about COVID, guns, and Twitter. The Supreme Court's recent decisions on some. It says the Fifth Circuit in conversation with the Supreme Court. COVID guns and Twitter. Some of the court's biggest cases lately have been about that. And this is Stanford Law School. And you've got an appellate court judge on the Fifth Circuit there to address the students. Most of them, you'd think, would sit with their notepads and take notes and learn from this judge who's on the the Fifth Circuit of Appeals. The Court of Appeals. One step below the Supreme Court, okay? Law students. Even if you disagree with him, if you can learn his way of thinking, you can then apply that to your arguments and use it to your advantage. But these people are stupid, so they didn't do that. It has turned into an absolute lunatic. The whole college is a mess. I'm gonna go into that in a second. But this judge, just so that you know, will be on the panel of judges who decides any appeal in the Missouri v. Biden case. And what the judge said about these kids is, they're idiots, they're hypocrites and they're bullies. And he said, this isn't free speech. What you're doing is antithetical to free speech. Like, he basically addressed them and said how spoiled and petulant they were. And more of his comments lead me to believe that he is of the mindset that this needs to stop. Like, this is dangerous and it needs to stop. He's not an activist judge. He's an actual, like, law and order guy, constitutional judge, which makes me happy because that's why a lot of the Missouri v. Biden stuff happened. And Jonathan Turley did a whole thread about this. And now it's it's gotten worse. Stanford students are now targeting the law school's dean for apologizing to the judge after students shouted down his speech on campus.
2: And th- these are these are people who are only on campus because they supposedly are coming from a place of lack of knowledge. They're coming from a place of ne- being uh, of needing specialized attention to prepare them for adulthood. So they're they are paying or they're being they're they're being fronted by a by a banking cartel that's created another big bubble that's about to burst a, a two trillion dollar at least education bubble mm,
4: you these, talked about these that. Uh,
2: yeah these these mongrels that should not even be on campus they should be out there digging ditches flipping burgers doing anything to get their their uh, uh life started climbing that ladder they are delaying adulthood to instead sit on campus and demand that people who have already established themselves comply to whatever kind of Tumblr logic they have adopted over the last 10 years. And, uh, and this is the reason why uh, aside from the fact that much of the judiciary is infected by the same mind virus, they just try to doll it up uh, uh, behind the, the, the cloak of academic pedigree and that, uh, and the majesty of a black robe and try to create something poignant out of their activism. These children are, are a good reason why the judges out there who are less willing to go along with this kind of mind virus tyranny uh, will still shrink back from their responsibilities and try to save their own lives, but not doing anything too controversial because they could, they see how uh-huh. bloodthirsty, one thirsty the well, crowd is.
1: Well, listen to this. Hundreds of Stanford law student activists on, uh, or hundreds of Stanford student activists on Monday lined the hallways to protest the law school's dean, Jenny Martinez, for apologizing to the Fifth Circuit appellate judge, Kyle Duncan, whom the activists shouted down last week. The embattled dean arrived to the classroom where she teaches constitutional law To find a whiteboard covered inch to inch in flyers attacking Duncan and defending those who disrupted him, according to photos of the room and multiple eyewitness accounts. The flyers parroted the argument made by student activists that the heckler's veto is a form of free speech. We, the students in your constitutional law class, are sorry for exercising our First Amendment rights. As a private law school, Stanford's not bound by the First Amendment, though California state law does apply some First Amendment protections to private universities. Uh, The protest followed a flurry of open letters from student activists who spent much of the weekend berating Martinez after she and Stanford University President Mark Tessier Levine issued a formal apology to Duncan condemning the students who disrupted his talk and the administrators who stood by silently and watched them do it. The apology also took a swipe at uh, Steinbeck, or Bach, the law school's associate dean of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Why they have a dean of diversity, equity, and inclusion is the first problem, um, who interrupted Duncan to lecture him about the harm he'd caused. <laughs> what they did was they, they dressed in black. They wore face masks that read counter speech as free speech, which the judge's speech is technically to theirs. So use the he, logic. Count,
2: even though he's he's countering speech that's just in the room, their speech has largely become orthodox okay it's so, counter so they speech have, to them yeah in that in that room in that in that closed controlled environment they are countering each other so why anybody has to wear a costume to be able to protest the other side uh it, it, it they see they're they're not smart no they're just very angry and when they're angry and violent that's when you know you live in a zoo and and you can't expect logic. To get you out, you need some sort of a a prod. You need a weapon to get you out.
1: The uh, student protesters formed a human corridor. Comprising nearly a third of the law school from her classroom to the exit and made everybody walk through them, standing there shoulder to shoulder, silently dressed in all black with masks on their face, glaring. Yeah. Like the walk of shame in Game of Thrones. And a lot of the kids that didn't protest were like, this was freaking very weird and very scary. Like, very weird. Very strange to see these people doing this. Yeah. It's not normal.
2: Especially when you know that half of them are in your... Hat. When they take their costumes off, half of them are buried in your class.
1: Yeah, I know.
2: You sit, you sit amongst them. It, it, it must make it very hard. You have to go through several layers of... of, of uh of testing each other's trust, vetting people that you could become friends with, because God forbid anybody even overhears you having a free conversation with a friend.
1: Unbelievable. Um, getting text messages from a friend right now, we've got a stock, the market's tumbling as we speak, um, which we'll we'll go over in a second. I just wanted to get some of this lighter stuff out of the way, if it's lighter. Um, I just wanted to bring this up real quick because it's interesting to me. Looks to me like Robert F. Kennedy, Robert Kennedy Jr. is running for president against Biden. That'll be interesting. He's gonna run for president against Biden. I want you to listen to this
3: quickly. Presidential candidates, whether it's Obama or President Trump or Biden, come into office saying, I'm gonna get rid of the swamp. I'm gonna get rid of the corruption. But then they get in there and something happens. Trump Trump got in there saying, I'm going to get rid of this. He asked me to be on a vaccine safety commission. When that news got out, Pfizer gave him a million dollars for the inauguration and then for his inaugural party. And then he appointed two of Pfizer's lobbyists, Scott Gottlieb and Alex Azar to run HHS and they killed the Vaccine Safety Commission and then Gottlieb went to serve on Pfizer's board. That is the swamp. And they, you know, when these guys get in there, they what happens to them, they, they either get co-opted because all the money and because all the congressional chairs are, are captured by those agencies, so they can't do anything unless they do what they're told or they just get overwhelmed because these agencies are so huge And the corruption is so entrenched in that that they don't know how to fix it. They don't know how they're not going to go in the weeds and fix it. So they appoint somebody safe to run that agency, you know, somebody like Pete Buttigieg, who's not going to fix it, who is going to basically make sure that he doesn't embarrass the presidency over the next four years. And he's safe and, and he doesn't know how to run that agency or fix it. He relies on the guys who've been there for 20 years and make sure nothing bad happens that's going to embarrass the president. And they also have all these different capacities for committing civil disobediences. If he does something they don't like, they know how to kind of bring the economy down, bring the country down. Bring the, you know they're the guys who make the railroads run on time. And if if they if you do something they don't like, they can stop the railroads from running on time and cause you know a lot of embarrassment. Nothing ever changed. Well, the thing, you know, that I feel like I have, Jimmy, is that I've sued those agencies for 40 years. I know how they work. I've written books about them. I've studied them. I know the people in them who are causing the problems. I know how to fix them. I said to I said to Ron DeSantis, you know, what are you going to do about NIH? And he said, I'm going to burn it to the ground. And that is one way of handling it. But there are a lot of people at NIH who are actually doing their jobs and they're idealistic and they're committed. But it's usually the people who are the branch heads, the department heads, who make sure that nothing ever happens at those agencies.
1: He's running. Telling you right now.
2: Well, it'll be. Does that mean that Joe Biden has to debate?
1: I don't know if how far they'll let him go.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, there's a couple other people running, too, like Marianne Williamson and all that. They're they're primarying Joe Biden. I just don't know what is going to require Joe Biden to debate. They're not going to let him go very far. Um, and to, for, for obvious reasons, because he's too ideologically dangerous. Can you
1: imagine, just for a second, in a perfect world, let's just pretend, there was an honest election system. And he beat Biden. And it was him against Trump or him against DeSantis or whoever wins the primary on the Republican side if if DeSantis runs and we had who where would a moderate Democrat vote
2: I know I I asked that same question what would RFK Jr versus Trump look like in 2024 what would that what would that uh that be I I don't know
1: That would be Uh, an actual election, because who would they rig it for? (laughs) One of
2: them. So that may be the the first, that may be the day that they say, all right, well, I guess we're going to uh, explode volcanoes. Yeah, it's not, they're not going to do the old uh, pipe bursting anymore. They're going to have to rupture volcanoes or something, throw a bomb down Yellowstone. It's when
1: UFOs will come, land.
2: Yeah, that's when the lights will go out. Because what like, what do you do?
1: Who who do they rig it for? Who who wins?
2: In that respect, uh, in that respect, it it, it might be Trump. They've already had four years, because they, they've already had four years around Trump. They might feel okay if we're talking about who they rig an election for. If it's between Trump and if it's between RFK, they may just out out of the the, the thinking that well, we already paralyzed and hamstrung him for four years. We, we can do we, it again. Let, let's just try to do it again. We don't know. It, it, may, it may backfire on us this time around, but at least that is a known quantity. We survived the first time, though we had to tear down the entire country to do it uh, in 2020 with COVID and race riots and everything else. Let, let's just try. Let's try again. Um, I don't that's what I would do if I were the system and I had those two guys running against each other would I would be... I would try to just hamstring Trump for another four years
1: would be insane it just really would be an insane time and
2: that and that is when Trump would say okay RFK I've beaten you now come and uh and become my something something and let's do it right this time that would be a nice uh you know super friends ending wouldn't it it
1: it, it would be yeah. Because that's what was supposed to happen the first go round. He was on. He appointed him to that, and I was like, "Wow, this is going to be something." And then poof. It
2: I over. hate to say it though. If if even if they do start debating and uh, the Democrat primaries actually do compel Joe, Joe Biden to get on stage and and go up against people like RFK and and whatever, uh, his, his voice is going to do him very a lot of harm. That's yeah. going to, gonna, I mean, we know how, we know how your thing against him for most people.
1: I had an issue with my microphone. I hope it's okay. His, his, it, it is going to be, it, that's going to be something he has to work on. I don't know how.
2: Wouldn't, for, wouldn't be for me, but I, I just, just, you know how G- most people. The general
1: public. The general yeah. public. Yeah. Just something to think about because he, it looks to me like he's going to be running for president. So we'll have an interesting, uh, an interesting primary season. That's for damn sure. (laughs) Not upset about it. Sorry about the sound, guys. Um, my foot pulled the wire out of my microphone for a moment. Okay. Um... Let's listen to this clip, and then we'll get into the stock market. And I'm going to pull up the other things that I wanted to, that I've just been sent, that I wanted to go over while we listen to it. I I know you're going to go crazy on this one, Frank. Here.
3: I want your reaction to what Citadel's Ken Griffin told the FT about this very issue in which he suggested that the government should not have bailed out all of the depositors, um, He said, quote, the U.S. is supposed to be a capitalist economy, and that's breaking down before our eyes. There's been a loss of financial discipline with the government bailing out depositors in full. What do you make of that statement? He also goes after the regulator. But what do you think about that?
0: I can't opine on what Griffith is saying there, because I don't quite understand where it goes. But I am saying that he's right. And that we absolutely have a major problem in our economy today and i'm not going to opine on whether or not you bail out a bank or something like that but you can't have the country feeling that it doesn't matter if they save it doesn't matter because they could spend all the money they want you can do whatever you want because the government will bail you out you can he's right about that you can't have that now did should you bail this bank out i don't know I, yeah, that's a part of it. I don't like to opine on things that I'm not really that conversant in, but I do agree that the system is breaking it out, and one of the major reasons—not the only reason, obviously—but one of the major reasons is that you don't have good corporate leadership. So you say, "So what?" But I'll tell you, "So what?" If you don't have good corporate leadership in companies, yeah, when the tide is high and things are great. It doesn't matter. And all these guys that run these companies are partying and having a good time and giving themselves bonuses. But their agendas are different than the people who invest with them. You know, they're looking to get their bonuses. And I tell you, I live it. So I, I go into it, and, and there's the reason that we make so much money. I, I mean, just to, 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 to make the point. Over the years, in 2000, if you invested in IEP, yeah, annualized. You made
1: it. Yeah, reinvested. I I argue just to end it there because I want to get to the other stuff. Capitalism is not the system that we have right now because the government is so involved in everything that they have. There is no pure capitalism in this country at all, anyway.
2: Well, capitalism itself, the name, was created by Marxists. What 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 he's what he's alluding to very loosely is a free market
1: right and which we don't
2: have which we do we do not have we have a a very rigged tightly controlled which is makes it even even uh funnier because uh with all the regulations and all the controls and only it only makes things worse you would think that end-stage capitalism as uh, you know bird brains like aoc loves saying all the time we're in late stage capitalism as if it's a cancer or something like that yes we're we're in late stage freedom this is the last we're, we're we're so free that we are actually dying and collapsing now that's exactly what's happening yes you're all very smart
1: it's it's they're involved in everything everything like you can't have from student loans, like we talked about, where you talked about on Monday, um, to healthcare, to Social Security, to Medicaid and Medicare, to um, the COVID bailouts, to like they f- they f- frick around with the system to the point where this happens. Like
2: yeah, well yeah, well for example, student loans. I mean, there's nothing wrong with taking out a student loan. If you there's nothing pay l-
1: it back. What's that? If you can pay it back,
2: well, and yeah, then the that's interest
1: why. Is is not you don't there is not the money for the interest. It doesn't exist. That's the thing.
2: If you it, well, any bank that you go to is going to. I see. I, I don't know what is reasonable interest because you know a bank as a business they should make a, a you know they have to keep their lights on too. But it, it, there's a difference between keeping their lights on and what's for. I mean the the mindset. I never understood the mindset of if you analyze a person's. You know uh, their their cash flow and their income and their overhead and all that, and you're determining whether or not you're going to lend them some money. If you see that somebody is a greater risk that for defaulting than somebody else, why do you give them a higher interest rate? Why do you make it high, hard, easier for them to default if you've already established that they are a higher risk? I never understood that. Oh well, you you you're you're more of a risky uh, client, so we're, we're going to charge you, 90- you more. Yeah, we're going to charge you more. We really, you know, to, to help you, to help, to, to light a fire under <laughs> we'll you. We'll give you this to you,
1: but you're going to owe us twice as much as if you were able to pay us back.
2: Exactly. The it same way that, they hit
1: you with fees when you go below your balance.
2: Right. It makes no sense. You know, you, you dip $1, you overdraft in your checking account by $1, and you get a $35 overdraft fee. You know, so I stuff like that, I don't get stuff like that seems purely predatory to me and uh, but but when it comes to things like student loans or housing, we talked I, on Monday I talked a lot about what you know subprime loans mm-hmm. did where you get the government to come on in this is not capitalism and you take away all of the voluntary risk that people take on in a loan uh, process. By saying we are guaranteeing all these loans, it doesn't matter if this person is literally living on the street and they have no prospects. We say that they should live in this five-bedroom house because it's the right thing to do, and and then eventually the what you expect to happen happens. Well, after they can't those pay loans are
1: sold to God knows how many people, you know what I learned on Monday about AIG. I don't think anybody really knows this. You remember during the 2008 collapse, AIG collapsed too. Yeah. Do you know why?
2: The exa- No. Okay. I, I I just generally put it all under the same the same thing. There, bad investments.
1: They had no idea. They're they're all scrambling around trying to fix the the crash. Right. The fe- the Federal Reserve is running around. Everybody's crazy. And all of a sudden, AIG comes in and says, "We need X billions of dollars, otherwise, we're going to go under." And why do they have to rescue AIG? They had to rescue AIG because they basically created a new product based on the subprime lending that was insurance for failure of those loans so everyone would buy this quote they couldn't call it insurance but it was it was an insurance it was a if this fails we'll pay you this and then they all failed at the same time and those payments came due but the problem was that they they were hedging those payments on loans from goldman sachs And, you know, all the other big banks that are too big to fail, right, that were failing in real time. So if they didn't bail out AIG, then all those other banks would have failed too. So it was like a a, knock, knock. Sorry, guys, we're here. We also need billions of dollars otherwise. And the the dominoes. But my point in all this from a dummy that doesn't really know the financial markets the way a lot of people do is 30,000 foot view, where the F. Are you getting this money to bail them out fr- You're just creating it and compounding the problem.
2: It makes it. it's yeah. When well, does it end? It, it doesn't. It ends. It ends with the central bank owning most everything. And this always happens. There's an expansion. Everybody said everybody gets credit. Everybody gets credit. Everybody gets loans. And then it's almost like casting a fishing net over the entire country. And then when they can't pay them back anymore there's a contraction and they take everything that they own they take all the property they take the farms they take everything that they own and uh and there's that consolidation that's been happening since the early 20th century it's just over and over again i'm glad you brought up insurance because that's another thing that does not that there's no free market almost left in the entire idea of insurance it's just welfare you say that insurance companies when you go to an insurance company for one Thing or another, you're pretty much making a bet that you're going to get into a car accident. You're making a bet that you're going to get sick eventually. You're going to need a doctor. The insurance company is making a counter bet that you're not going to need those things, so that you can pay your premiums, and they can create a pool for everybody else or for somebody that might uh, might need it. But there is a bet all out when a government steps in and says that you cannot deny anybody for anything. You cannot create any kind of a uh, criteria for remitting payments that you you pretty much take all the risk out of it, and you tell that you tell uh, uh, insurance companies that for a fixed rate you need to give people unlimited access to everything, and an unlimited people, unlimited access to everything. I, what is that? It's not it's not capitalism. No. It's not free there's no there's nothing there and that's why insurance has become exorbitant in its costs it has broken down it has created unlimited uh i mean the the, there's there's very limited supply of anything so it's um it's 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 a disaster and for anybody to call this late stage capitalism should be arrested you want to talk about misinformation and and how people who spread misinformation should be it should be arrested yes i i'm down with that put these lunatics away get them off of television it's um
1: it's crazy what's happening right now i'm trying to i can't read cnbc because there's an ad blocker on my computer but i think i did it okay dow futures falling 600 points right now as credit suisse Slide adds to financial sector woes. Stock futures fell Wednesday as pressure on the financial sector increased, with shares of Credit Suisse, a Swiss bank that has large U.S. and global operations, tumbled more than 25%. Um, yeah,
2: that's today. Eh?
1: Yeah. Uh, then we have Moody's yesterday downgrading six banks. That's helpful, right? I mean, in the middle of all this, had Moody's come on in and tell everybody how shitty everything's doing? What time is it? Nine twelve. I had to say it. 913 over here. <laughs> um, and then I've got, let's see. Let me just go profile here and see what's going on. Home. Because the articles I've been waiting on haven't come through. Um, what what it basically looks like we're trying to do here, or what what it looks like is going to happen, is they're tanking small banks. Small banks are all going to tank because how could they survive? They're all getting bought out by the bigger banks. Like Jamie Dimon is really happy. Here. Disclosed TV has it. This is just going to get worse this week. Trading halted for French banking group BNP Paribas after the stock plunged 8%. Clients withdrew deposits worth 51 billion Swiss francs from Credit Suisse within one year. Their top shareholder, the Saudi National Bank, rules out providing more financial assistance to the struggling bank, citing regulatory issues. What else do we got going on? Moody's cuts outlooks on one enti- on entire US banking system to negative from stable citing a rapidly deteriorating operating environment. It's uh it's not going to be fun. The next no. little bit here. It's it's not going to be fun. Um as Ron Paul said, it is time to end the Fed.
2: I yeah, yeah, because it's gonna end it the the thing is that it'll look like a like it's all going away. But what we're watching right now is essentially the Chicada crawling out of its shell and growing wings and doing something and that and that and that new that that terrible moth coming out of its cocoon is the the central bank digital dollar that's what this is you know it's it's one thing to abolish or to nationalize a bank to audit a bank and to find and to actually make it in order to do something proactive about it and to stop the the owners of the bank in its tracks hold them accountable and kick them the hell out of the country Uh that's one thing it's another thing to allow what's happening right now to go through its end phases because what we're seeing right now is a metamorphosis. This is a ugly moth in a cocoon that is about to come out, spread its wings, and there is our Fed coin, digital money.
1: Well, that's that's what everybody thinks is the end game here: the central bank digital currency, CBDC. Yes, and
2: and if we don't if we don't stop this, that's where it's going toward. It's not going to be. It, this is not the the the, the end of the, the Federal Reserve. It's not. That, that that will never end unless there is a, a a real revolution. I
1: mean, I don't think that that's why when she said that she was kind of giddy about it. I was like, how is that happening? Like I don't see it happening. Dow Jones futures dive 650 points on renewed banking fears as Credit Suisse crashes 28%. They withdrew funding the Saudis. It quickly spread to other financials dragging markets sharply lower in the UK and Europe. Further, the SPDR S&P Regional Banking ETF sold off nearly 33 percent Wednesday morning following Tuesday's 20, uh, 2.1% rebound. The selling was not as steep as the financial crashes seen on Friday and Monday. But this time around, big banks, particularly those with broad international exposure, appeared to lead the early declines. Bank of America skidded 3.6, JP Morgan declined 2.6, and Wells Fargo dropped 4.1 in pre-market trading. And the inflation report came out. You know, the inflation that doesn't exist, the inflation that's not real as per the White House, which is why they can't, we don't trust anything they say ever. Um, The inflation that caused the Fed to hike the rates, that caused the banks to have to have more cash on hand, that caused the crash outside of the bank run. You know, the whole, the bank run caused it, technically. Yes. So...
2: That was it. There was nothing else going on there.
1: That was it. It was just the bank. It was just the uh, bank run, Frank. That's what it was. Why is this down? Archive is down. It's not me. Can't read the New York Times. Markets tumble as bank fears go global. Shares fell sharply with the banking stocks taking a beating as Tuesday's rally quickly faded. What's crypto at right now? Let's see.
2: I saw that was, that was rebounding the other day.
1: I, I know because I've got it. So I'm watching it. Let's see. So
2: Bitcoin well, is, oh, it's down. around 25,000. That was down from 26,000, I guess. Yes. I noticed that yesterday.
1: It's all sliding now. When we checked Monday, everything was on a, on a, uh, on an upward trend, but people. I, I, people, I don't
2: know how that could ever, you know. I, my my buddy, but my my sponsor for gold and silver said he's he has been nuts with people coming. A lot of first time buyers they're coming in and they're grabbing a lot of product right now. As people should, because I, I never understood how this is I, the, the, the chief competitor for what the future is going to be with the with the 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 central banks around the world is digital. So this is going to be an all out assault on crypto as well. That's actually part of what these 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 banking collapses are going to have an impact on how how crypto exchanges are operating and things like that. And um and we're going into an era where they promise a cyber war. I don't I just don't know how that is is getting people comfortable to go out there and buy crypto unless you see this and you say okay there's definitely going to be an uptick and i'm going to play the casino and make a couple extra thousand dollars move it out and put into something more physical i just don't i don't understand how in a tumultuous time like this where at the at the center of all of the chaos is the the devalued hyperinflating american dollar the only thing that we that tells us how much one bitcoin is worth you know, can you tell me how much a bitcoin is worth if you cannot denominate in American dollars right now?
1: No, and that's exactly why I have always had an argument against crypto because it's tied to fiat currency. The value of it is tied to fiat currency. And so, and if the
2: dollar goes away, then we're just waiting for the same old pranksters, banksters.
1: No one has ever been able to refute that.
2: I you know, I, the only, I I I I love listening to people who can tell to me tell me how the, the blockchain technology itself can be implemented in business and social media. Great. How it's re- I, I love the privacy aspect of it. But as far as a a commercial tool to go out there and transact, make transactions.
1: Like, like why? I see these Bitcoin ATMs, right? Why am I going to go to a Bitcoin ATM and take out? Like why? It doesn't. I don't know.
2: Especially right now. Right. Stay, I understand, but right now, man, I, I, I'm I I gravitate toward things that you can hold in your hand and have had some sort of they've been some sort of a store of value for thousands of years. So, man, I I, I that's, that's the only thing that makes me comfortable at this point, and I'm not comfortable about most things.
1: Um, there is a we're gonna change a little bit. There is a be.
0: anymore did okay. she kick the
2: did you, you kick the it wire it, out again
1: yes i did okay you can hear me now though
2: yes Fucking wire.
1: another time stamp i gotta add there is a blm funding calculator, our funding database tracker here it is who has donated to BLM? Billions of dollars, Frank.
2: Over 80 billion.
1: Billions of dollars to these people. 82,889,408,433 dollars in donations. For what?
2: They own the printing press and they want to destroy the country. So why not issue... Through however many ways it's being laundered and created and moved around how, why not issue and invest $80 billion into groups that are fundamentally targeting a country that you want to wipe out and recreate. It's a, it's a small investment when you own literally everything, when your wealth is, is, uh, is measured in not just billions in trillions and not just in trillions in money in continents, you own continents worth of land and resources. This fake money is nothing. Why not issue another 80 billion and give it to Antifa and Black Lives Matter to go in and uh, and intimidate judges and burn down buildings? Why not?
1: Can we pick a company and let's see, let's pick a company that you like. 810 million from BlackRock. Hmm. Pick a company you like randomly. I don't know. I'm looking through these. Carlisle uh, Group, uh, the, the Cater- Caterpillar. Food,
2: food Emporium. Let's see. Are there even Food Emporiums left?
1: Food Emporium, Food, food Emporium. emporium. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Nope. No, they're not on here. Foot Locker is, though, $200 million. Oh, good. Flamingo. Harry's, Harry's, Harry's razors, 500,000. Mm hmm. Fi serve. Wow, Fi serve.
2: What about Trojan condoms?
1: Let's see. Trojan man. I know all of them. I'm going down there. I'm on R. Slack. Surprise, surprise. I don't see Trojan, Frank. Tinder did, though.
4: Tinder? <laughs> yeah. Oh no!
1: Twitter gave one hundred and seven million dollars. Twitter, the company, underwater. Twitter, United this Health Group, thing. Universal Music.
2: How much did Universal give them?
1: Twenty-five million. Truist Financial, seven million. T-Mobile, twenty-five million. TikTok, pathetic. four million, pathetic. I'm gonna. I want to keep going through these. This is something
2: waste money. You know, you know what they could have done with twenty five million dollars. What they, I mean, if you're willing to spend that kind of crap, can you you could completely refurbish. How many how many city parks in New York City could be completely refurbished? With how many homeless million? people
1: could be housed in San Francisco where they're giving reparations five million to start?
0: Where
2: I mean, you, the tens to hundreds of millions of dollars you just rattled off right there. I know. Think of the the Target. parks that be cleaned.
1: Target one hundred and ten million dollars. State Farm oh, $100 what a waste. What a waste. one hundred million dollars. Starbucks gave a billion dollars, one point six billion dollars, one billion six hundred seven thousand seven hundred fifty million dollars.
2: Yeah, and, and and every and every uh, Starbucks a in a, in a bad neighborhood in Philadelphia. Is just uh it has has been attacked.
1: And what do the these locals. people do with this money?
2: Well well, we know what Patrice Colors does with it.
1: Signature we know she, bank. She, she
2: she collects uh she collects mansions internationally, not only just in the United States, but in the Caribbean and elsewhere. They they enrich themselves, they donate to politicians. Remember, it goes all the way back. Remember the, the, the share blue, the vote blue, I, all of those we were seeing. It. Yep. Yeah you vote you 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 give to black lives matter you get they create a cause that has some sort of temporary buzz because democrats have no buzz they so they have to create a cause and a reason for people to give to a specific cause and through that cause that has an artificial temporary buzz that democrats cannot create for themselves and their party's just regular platform they are able to take that and longer it back into their spheres That's what Ukraine was about there, too. You take tax money, you send it to Ukraine, you wash it through FTX, it comes back. Because you can't go out there and fundraise anymore. First of all, the people that you're pandering to have less and less money to give.
1: And nor do they want to give it to you. And there's somebody made a point in the chat. BLM, not the organization, not all of this money went to BLM. But there's like a number of organizations under the BLM banner that received this money. There's a list of them. I'll put this in the show notes so that everybody can go there if they want to. But $169 million to BLM from Amazon. 162 Somebody said to me this morning, before we end today, that they like were raising money for something or whatever to, to for election integrity. And they went into like these big donors, like big conservative million and billionaires and said, this is what we need. Here's what we're gonna do. And they literally were asked the question, well, what's my ROI? The left doesn't do that. The left doesn't call you grifters if you're trying to make a living either. Just saying.
2: No, look at the Krasensteins.
1: I know. I know.
2: You, you want to talk about two useless people who obviously live very well. Oh, yeah. yeah. You want to talk about Brooklyn Dad or Jeff Tiedrick or anybody else that go out there That Jojo from Jers. Those those blithering fool retards that are pinned to the top of the for you section on Twitter. They all get they all live off of off of Democrat PAC money. And uh, and and you know, and, and, and only on the right do you do you have somebody out there who puts uh you know dozens of hours to, of, of their week into something and and, and it? say hey if you want to buy me a coffee or subscribe and for a dollar like, a, a month. You're a
3: grifter.
1: You're a grifter. Grifter.
2: You're grifter. A- <laughs> Why don't you? This is important information. Make it free. Okay. All right. Broadcasting live you, from the alley behind my house.
1: And then you do make it free, and they yell at you when you ask for people to voluntarily donate
2: that well that's this is why i think everything's going to it we're going through a transition everybody needs to realize they're, they're the the old way of doing things for um for media and for information entertainment the old way of doing things is you didn't know that you were supporting it with your money you didn't really feel the dollar a month going to ESPN because you were paying 175 dollars a month for cable. Mm-hmm. You didn't feel it. You didn't feel where it was all going. Now that we know what the, the 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 truth about more so than ever before, what the truth about media is, whether it be political, whether it be entertainment, all that, uh, it, it's we we gotta we gotta just invest our realize that it's up to us to actually. Go out there and 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 encourage people who are doing work that you like to do it more. If there weren't
1: those people, we would be in such a different place right now.
2: Right, I, and, and, my, and the biggest point being, the left, by and large, is still being floated through the the big slush funds. For example, the Media Matters related mm-hmm. outlets mm-hmm. and whatnot. How how yeah. many times do we hear about these 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 uh, papers, or blogs, or online magazines, whatever that are obviously Salon, Mother Jones. I mean, you look at their online engagement; it is trash.
1: Yeah, nobody is looking at any of this crap.
2: The 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 endowments still keep showing up, though. And they they don't care about results, and the return on investment in new media is is substantial.
1: I just, I always laugh when I see some of these like billionaires on the, where they're throwing their money around and I'm just like, yeah, write another paper. That'll do it. Write another white paper. That's really helping us right now. The white papers are helping quite a bit. So unbelievable. Grifter. Grifter for asking for a dollar. You're a grifter. I can't take it. So stupid. Socialist.
2: Well, it's it's, it's just it really it, it, is. Like I said, it's a jump-off point, and it's not. I mean, obviously, the the people who were you just see you see that out there a lot. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: uh, you because do.
2: the people who 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 hang out with us in the morning and and your show, your work, my work, all that. I, I mean you, you can you can see that the sentiments for people they understand that well, new they media, know they're
1: not ta- they're no they know we're not talking about them. So right. <laughs> no, like- I know, but
2: but that that's why I say it's a, a transition. We see our own metamorphosis, our own we're not a moth, we are a butterfly coming out of a cocoon. And uh and, and we see that more and more. But but the other side that is just hammered down by the the Brian and Ed Krasensteins is they're, they're, they're just constantly
1: a... in spaces on Twitter. Have you seen? Yeah, and... I've been in spaces with them and it's there's nothing between their ears. Literally
2: nothing, nothing. Nothing. And and you get that from everybody. There's some there's nothing there and that's the whole point. I can understand if there's some if I I don't I don't know. I don't know. There's no justification for them to keep getting the money. I'm not saying that there's no justification for them to be allowed oh, no, um, no no
1: no
3: no no
2: allowed to build an audience no or whatever and, no. but it, it's so artificial where the funding comes from as we see the hundreds and tens of millions of dollars and billions that is just passed around to dead weight you look into the ledger whatever is whatever uh, has been made public about the the um the the investments the ventures that have been funded by a bank like svb Oh, you want to talk about dead weight companies? These environmentalist, social justice companies that should have never—that probably only got money because they're all ideological butt buddies. I mean, there's—you think about the money that's just thrown around and for what? There's got to be just some kind of an accounting trick that a loss gets turned into a gain. Like we're watching the producers or something—they're trying to make money on a bad on a on a bad play a Broadway production and it, it's it I don't know where it goes. I don't know where it goes, but they live lavishly and they're all stupid.
1: That's it for today, Frank. You've been listening and watching The Dark Light Podcast with
2: Frankie Val on the drums and
1: Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday and Friday at 2:30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify and radioinfluence.com. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday live on Rumble, Getter, and Twitter. And you can make sure to check out Frank's show Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. QuiteFrankly.tv or on Rumble where he streams live. Yep. We'll be back on Friday.
2: See ya. Bye. Later.